This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Check your show, we're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Checky Show. Hey, boat rental. Boat rent boat rental. Oh, I'm so- boat rental. I'd love to rent a boat. <laughs> boat rental. What kind of boats do you have? Boat rental? Well, I'll tell you what I can do for you. Okay. You're coming around these parts, you're going to need a boat to get around. All right. Well, I just I, it's just me and my dog, so ah, I just need a smaller dog, boat. Eh? You yeah. ain't seen a guy named Gator on these parts, have you? What? Gator. I'm looking for Gator. Who's Gator? He's a tall man with a mustache and black hair. Gator. No, I have, I have not. I just, I just got here with my dog. I'm... Just want to rent a boat. I'm not. Uh, All right. Sure, you sure you're not moonshining now with that Gator character, are you? I no. I I can guarantee it. I'll get the Bama. What's his name? Hmm. I'm turning. I'm turning into a different character, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. Are you making some sort of a uh, Burt Reynolds reference? Yeah. Now, uh, Jerry Reed played something something Bama. Okay. Bama something or other. Bama something or other. So. Um, that's me. I'm Bama something or other. And was Bama something or other a boat rental person? No, but if you want to get around these parts, you're going to need a boat. A boat rental that enthusiast? That brings us back to that. All right. Uh, I am a boat rental specialist. I have a degree in boat rental. Excellent. Well, congratulations on that degree. Well, the problem is, is it's all frozen over right now. Uh, oh, all right. Well, then I guess I picked the wrong time to come to... All right, here. Uh, Pass the salt. We got any pepper? Where's my napkin? Uh, all right, you set the table. Boom, take it. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode 105. 105 of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals... 30% Joe and 50% Sammy. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> What's the frequency, Kenneth? Is that what that is? No, but it could be. But where did you get that? Where did, you, where did that come from? Came from the depths of hell. I see. It just Did it just literally pop into your mind? That one did, yes. I'm unprepared as usual. I see. Well, all right. Uh, let's just move along. Yes, please. Uh, today's episode is all about... Bowling for dollars. The new documentary, or maybe not so new documentary from Netflix, Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, all about Elisa Lam. What do you think people imagine when they picture the Cecil Hotel? Is there a room here that maybe somebody hasn't died in? I never got used to that. Never got used to that. 
throughout its history, the Hotel Cecil has always had a dark persona. People call it Hotel Death. This was a place where serial killers let their hair down, like Richard Ramirez, who would come back covered in blood, and no one's got a problem with that. A hotel with a notorious past is the site of another bizarre case. Alicia Lamb from Vancouver, Canada, is missing. The big unanswered question is, where is she? The last footage that we have of her was inside the elevator. That's where the case starts to go askew. She kept looking outside the door. Why is the elevator not going anywhere? Is someone keeping her here? Her hand movements are very strange and erratic. Like she's conjuring a spirit. It makes people wonder, is there something evil going on here? It just blew up. In the Web Sleuth community, it created this feeding frenzy. If it's a murder, then you need a murderer. You really don't have the full story. She was running around trying to save her own life. Bad things keep happening here over and over again. This hotel was hiding something. I would have never thought what was about to happen could happen. This is the latest chapter in a dark history for the Cecil Hotel. Elisa Lamb, a young lady who was found uh, passed away in one of their water tower tanks. The body of a Canadian woman who was missing in L.A. has now been found. Elisa Lamb disappeared three weeks ago. Yesterday, her body was found inside a water tank on top of the hotel where she had been staying. CTV's Morella Fernandez is here, and uh, she's been following this story. What more do we know about the circumstances of what happened to her? Yeah, there are hotel uh, visitors. Uh, someone complained about low water pressure. Uh, someone had previously complained uh, about flooding uh, on the fourth floor of the hotel. That led a maintenance worker up to the roof yesterday to check out the water tanks, and that's when the body of 21-year-old Elisa Lam from Vancouver was discovered. If you do not know this story at all, um I'm surprised. She was a Canadian student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, and she had been staying at the hotel when she was reported missing at the beginning of the month. A maintenance worker discovered the body when investigating guest complaints of problems with the water supply and pressure. This... Well, I'd like to say that water supply and pressure are the same thing. That was redundant. Mm -mm. If you're complaining about the water supply... They might have been complaining... That's a little vague, isn't a, it? Well, they may have been complaining about the quality of the water supply. Mm, okay. Uh, anyway, this is a, a terrible story. Um, it's tragic for the young lady, for her family and her friends. Um, but somehow, somehow... Uh, and I don't mean to laugh, but it became this insane thing on the internet. I mean, it took on a life of its very own. And uh, this documentary is a four-part documentary, and it gets a lot of shit online. People do not like this documentary. Oh, really? And I'm, I, I have a feeling people don't like the... Well, I... Uh, maybe I don't know why everyone doesn't seem to like the documentary, but it really holds a mirror up 
to people who are um, online doing their detective uh, online stuff, and they're they're pulling they're pulling their narrative further and further away from the truth, and this happens online a lot. And I, I think the documentary is very good. We had the ability to watch the episodes very, uh, in very close proximity. I don't know if they were put out once a week. I don't know how it was originally done. But I, I think it's very eye-opening how uh, people thought, oh, they were leading you on. But they weren't really leading you on. They were just taking you on the journey that all of these people on the Internet decided to wrap themselves up in and it was it's it's quite convoluted complex and i mean as someone who's just watched this documentary it just it seems like these people were out of their minds the internet sleuths the web sleuths they were called let me tell you something about the web sleuths what did you what did you think about the documentary i thought it was shitty and and undocumentary ish it very much is like half documentary and half of these reenactments. I got a problem. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh-huh. uh, who voiced Elisa Lane? Lamb. Oh, see? I'm confused with my old lead singer. Never mind. That's why I didn't like this thing. I kept thinking <laughs> I'd miss a band practice. Shit. Elisa Lane? Yeah. Such a great... She was a, she was a very nice lady on the West Coast with a great singing voice, and uh, Dave played with her several times when we were living in West Coast? More like Best Coast. Am I right? Not. Okay, so seriously. Uh, My problem is... Hold on. Oh. The young lady who, uh, I think, voiced her? Yeah. Who voiced her? Now, let me just, before you tell me who she is, Uh if she's not an Asian girl, we got a problem. Harry Shearer's got a problem, okay? She is an Asian young lady. Oh, God forbid. God forbid she's not. I thought you said she, if she wasn't, you'd have, you'd have a problem. I'm playing devil's advocate. Okay, well, uh, she is a... She is a... Uh, imagine if she was a white girl. Imagine if she was a white man. Oh, my God, the, the fury. If she was a white man? Yeah. Imagine if it was, you know, Hank Azaria voiced her. Well... It was a. You know what I said? All those people who have a problem with any of that. I don't. Good. So next. Okay. So. Uh, so there was a lot of reenactments going on here, and. Oh, by the way. Yeah. I couldn't stand that woman. I hated her with a voice like that. I was glad she died. Boom. What? What? I hated the voiceover. Oh, you did? Why? Because it was fucking infantile. It was the biggest waste of time. Oh, you think it's that's not how you do a documentary? That's not a fuck. What is this reenactment? Where's the fucking creepy guy? What creepy guy? Oh, John Jim Morrison, whatever his name is, Craig Morrison, Chris Hansen, Chris Fo- No, the old guy. He's uh oh, oh he's, Keith, uh, Keith Morrison, Matthew Perry's uh, stepfather, Keith Morrison. There you go. Boom. Is he Matthew Perry's stepfather? He is. Matthew Perry is his pride and joy. <laughs> That's fine. Quote me on that. Okay. I, I, but right. seriously, what I'm saying is, seriously. why do they got to waste all this fucking time? And we, you know, the documentary could have been an hour long, and it would have been way better. 
Okay. Withholding right. evidence. They with they with they withheld information to the last second. Okay. So you are of the mind of all, most people online who find this to be terrible. Yeah, and let me let me tell you one other thing. Okay. This could be a 5-minute goddamn podcast. Let me tell you this. Uh-huh. She, they, the people who are these internet sleuths. Yes. Web sleuths. They're part of the generation, this newfangled program generation that wants to reinvent the wheel. And all of a sudden, anyone's a detective. Anyone can do anything. Oh, I got a car. Uh, let me just go online here and rent it to you. I'm just some random person. Let me rent you my car. Because that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Let's just reinvent the wheel. Let's just do things that people before us didn't do because they knew it was moronic. Now, what are you, an online uh, psychiatrist without a degree? You know, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. It's, it seems that it's these this generation of people... Uh, are are of the mind that and because I feel like they've been programmed to be this way by teachers, by television, by the news to disregard what the police are saying and it's all a cover up and uh, there's there's that they know that they know that there's something going on here and it's 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 crazy uh, what I don't know what you're saying but this 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 is why I liked the documentary because it led me to get hyped by what these people on YouTube were saying. I was like, oh, okay, they're maybe they're onto something. And it takes you on this weird journey of can you get caught up in it too? And you know what? And then the next episode, boom, they tell you why that all that shit you got caught up in was wrong. Well, let me tell you something. And so I think that was clever, and I think people don't like it because they're not seeing it for exactly what it is, or maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm not really seeing it for what it is, and I'm trying to they spent, rationalize it in my own head. But They spent too long on the Night Stalker. They spent too long on that creep from Austria. They spent too long on everything that had nothing to do with her case. Well, you know what? This is the other thing. This is the other thing. That... The, you're 100% right, and I feel like this, the title of this... Should have been the Cecil Hotel. Boom. Yeah. The title of this program or the series of program is just wrong. It just is wrong, and it should be something about... How about Motel Hell? The, the real Motel Hell. It should, it should have... Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel is just a bad, bad title. Uh, it's because it's 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 more about everything at the Cecil Hotel, yeah. and but with a heavy emphasis on her, of course. But they do dive off into the history and other people who have stayed there. I like that uh, older gentleman's uh, story. The homeless guy. Hey, come on now! He had a home. It was the Cecil. That's right. My my bad. Yeah, You're let's, let's make right. it. Let's make it his story. Come on, what's his thing? What's his theme song? Well, he had said he had done some bad shit, but yeah, let's get into that. Come on, where's Abel Ferrara? Let's have him direct it. Bad Hotel, we'll call it. Okay. Anyway, let's start with Harry Keitel and that black guy. The the I I do you not want to talk about this? What I'm going there. This is good. So the. I uh, we don't have Netflix. Do not want to talk about this. Well, I don't know. You're you're you're, you're going off into another direction entirely. Yeah, you got something that you got. You don't do that. 
So I, the reason I even heard about this was because uh, Zach Baggins did a like a two-hour special where he's at the Cecil Hotel. And Why like, wouldn't he? In 2013, something happened in the building behind me that has been called the most mysterious death of the 21st century. You've probably seen and have been haunted by the elevator footage of Elisa Lamb. This place has seen serial killers, devil worshiping, hauntings at a whole other level. There is no place in the entire planet that I have been wanting to investigate more. This is it. This is the mecca of paranormal investigating. The Cecil Hotel. Every hotel has suicides. Every hotel maybe would have a murder or two. Not like this. But Richard Ramirez stayed here in 1985. He was staying here when he killed. Yeah. The water tank where they found Elisa Lamb's body Many speculate she climbed this ladder, opened the very heavy lid up top, jumped in. What drove her erratic behavior? Could it be she was influenced by something conjured by a previous guest? Richard, go ahead, show yourself. Richard is with me. He said hi to you. Why does he want to say hi to me? He said, you got me. Are you kidding me? I can't breathe. I'm irritable. I'm just like a mess right now. I want to see proof of your existence here. Oh, God. The evil that is in this building, it's staying in this building. This is the first and the last time that they will ever allow anybody to walk into that building with cameras. It does not get any bigger and more sinister than this. I'm always down to watch a Zach Baggins uh, adventure. So I'm just watching it, and he starts talking about it, and I was like, oh, okay. But he went into those t- other people at that hotel, uh, the serial killers and mm-hmm. murders and whatever. So his his wasn't completely about Elisa Lam either. Um, maybe, all, you know, I think they were there one night where they did Elisa Lam stuff, and then the second night they did uh, the Ramirez and... That uh, guy whose name I can't pronounce from Australia or Austria, and uh, Pigeon Goldie. So that's how I even heard about it. And then so then once I saw that, I started looking up on YouTube, and I saw that there were there's thousands of videos of from the past seven years. Some as recent as a few days ago. Some as old as seven years ago. This is a thing that I guess. I completely missed. But it's closed it's, now? Uh, I think it's closed now, but I think they're going to reopen it. Um, I'm not entirely sure. But... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What the... Let me ask you something. Okay. Yeah. Do you think it was neglectful for the hotel to advertise itself as... Stay on Main as a separate entity from another hotel they were trying to disassociate themselves from when there's people who stayed there had to share the same elevators. Not that this happened to her, but just in general, do you think that's honest, honest marketing? I feel it's... How many people were entrapped? 
in a is in a shitty hotel in Skid Row. What about that couple? Now, well, it, the, the, besides the outcome of what happened to them, just in general. Just so you know, the hotel right. has never been advertised as more than what it is. It's a, it's advertised as a hostel. So and I've stayed in some hostels, and let me tell you something: they're not that hostile. Anyway, that so was a hostel. It's hostel. Not, it wasn't. People are not going there expecting Howard Johnsons. They're going there expecting a place to sleep and go to the bathroom yeah. and maybe shower. They're not expecting. Uh, that no, that, that does not. No, I mean uh, it, hostels. It was, hostels are safe environments where friendly people go and congregate, not where you have uh, low pay, rent paying. Uh, what are they called? Full term, full Red, term, uh, long term occupancies. Yeah, you don't have that. This is you had young travelers just meandering into what is essentially a welfare hotel. Well, they're not meandering. They they make the reservations, but that's the, the point I got from this was they wanted to completely clear out that hotel and revamp it from start to finish, or like, from top to I can't, bottom. Can't do it, babe. But regulations choked them and so they had to come up with some other thing to dance around the regulations yeah it's not the hotel's fault it's not the hotel's fault it is the regulations of los angeles of maybe the county of the city but they were like well no you have to be this hotel you have to sit here and accept these people who are 'er ne'er-do-wells or mentally uh handicapped or or, you know, they're criminals. You have to accept them. So yeah, they should have at least told the innocent people what they were getting into. So what they did, they had to skirt around these regulations. I feel like it's the city's fault, really. Warning. It's the city's fault. Read the footnote. So the, what they did was, what Dave is alluding to, is that they sectioned off the hotel and they re uh, refurbished I don't want to say refinished. They refurbished, did some painting, uh, some some light work on three uh, specific floors. I think it was four, five, and six. And they changed the name of those floors to stay on Main. It had its own entrance uh, that you did not walk into the Cecil Hotel. You walked into a separate entrance that they had made modern. Um, and then you share the elevator. The problem was they shared the elevator. That was the problem. If they had just had one elevator for the stay on Main, I think it could have worked. Well, but then you still have your still have your stairwells where somebody could come and wander up and down. So, you know, the the elevator is maybe it's not the biggest culprit here. Well, when a when a building has a history of this much death and negativity, maybe it's time to level the motherfucker and, and make a shrine. I mean, that's a lot of money to to ask someone to give it to the home, put it in a park there for the homeless people. But then Fuck you would it. okay. But you, I mean, if you're if you're if you're not if you're just joking, tell me. But if you're not just joking, no, I mean the building's fucked to, up. Why? Why would all these bad people be drawn to it? Uh, other than the bad people that are within it, that building cost someone 
$27 million. You can't just expect, it's a lot of money. You can't expect them to say, oh, you know what? That's a wash. Uh, You've just lost $27 million. And then you're not going to, you're not going to get the city of Los Angeles to pay them. Here, all those people in Skid Row who are on the streets, Uh let's transport them to Slab City. Is that that what it's called? I don't know. Slab Town. What is that? It's a place out in... Uh, oh, in the desert? In the desert, man. It's like... It's Mad Max out there, baby. Is that where Mr. Beast went that time? Oh, maybe he did. But if he didn't, he didn't come back the same. Slab City is a community located in the middle of the desert. It has no electricity, no running water, and no law enforcement. Out of curiosity, me and the boys decided to spend 24 hours in the slabs. He came back just fine. Oh, okay. Never mind. But it's a bad place, man. Anyway, um... They just move him out of L.A., and then we can start to recreate what was supposed to happen before the crash of 1929. Okay. Well, this is the problem. You, uh, you cannot... You trip it. Huh? You cannot just pick someone up against their will and move them. Yeah, we gotta entice them with drugs and money. No, I mean, you can entice them with, with, uh... Listen, maybe, man. Okay. You can say, what are you? What do you do? And you say, you can do it there, and I'll give you money to do it there. And then you give them money, and they do it there. Before you know it, people go in there because of word of mouth. And all of a sudden, you got an express train to Slab Town. All right. Well, you can't take over. Skid Row is no more. You can't take over Slab Town as somebody else's thing, but you you could entice somebody with, you know, a promise of a job, uh, clean facilities, fresh water. No, that ain't going to happen. Uh... I mean, I don't know, but you can't you can't just pick up homeless people and 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 put them in another state entirely. All right, same state. All right. Well, whatever, Dave. I'm just saying that these people spent a lot of money on this hotel, and you can't just tell them that it's a wash unless kind you're of a willing to pay them for it. What kind of a lunatic invests money in a hotel in the center of Skid Row with all that fucking history? Well, it's you know, it's it's it's. That's like living facts in the Amityville Horror House. Huh? It's facts over feelings. The fact is, this is a downtown hotel. There is, uh, they're trying to revitalize that historic downtown area. Even if it takes another 30 years, if they can get in now with $27 million uh, and hold on to it for, I'm, I don't know that it's an individual, probably a company. You know, it's just, they're, they don't, they're not, no one is going to buy a hotel that's cheap and say, oh, but it may be haunted. Businesses are not doing that. That's not their thing. Yeah, they're seeing an all. opportunity, they're buying the hotel, and they're hoping <coughs> that the area gets uh, gentrified, cleaned up, whatever. But you can't, you can't just say, oh, we're good. you have to knock it down or you have to let every homeless person live in there. That's not real life. That's someone's investment. They should be able to do what they want. If they wanted to clear those people out of there, they should have been able to. If they bought it and there was a some sort of a caveat that they didn't see when they bought it, um, I, I feel like the, I think the rules changed after they bought it. Uh, that seems to be uh, something that happens these days. So um, I don't think it's the people who own the hotel's problem. I think they tried their best with that <coughs> workaround with the stay on Main. And, um, you know, people have, people have uh, been dying there for a century, basically. 
it just it just is what it is. It it just is what it is. And I have a feeling that people die in hotels all over the place. This isn't think, All right, shut them all down. I don't yeah, okay. So anyway, um I I my disappointment in the documentary comes where they've edited out stuff that Alyssa Lamb said in her blog. Alyssa also had been blogging about the kind of unwanted attention that she was getting. I'm going out tonight. I really hope no creeper comes near me. And then they edit out a part, but you don't know that while you're watching the documentary. And the next line is, Show the slightest inclination and they hound you. In between that, she says, Those Italian and Mexican guys go after you strong. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty fucking stupid. So, you know, why are you editing that out? Why are you editing that out? I'll tell you why. If a man steals something from you, and you complain about it in the wrong way, all of a sudden, you are more guilty than the person who stole from you. But then, this is the thing. A documentary should be honest. It should be 100% honest. Well, what was she, Korean? Chinese? She was a Chinese girl. Well, I don't know what kind of inbred racism she's carrying from Canada. Who knows what kind of people she hates? Who knows what goes on at that restaurant that she's witnessed? Could it just be that she went someplace and Italian guys and Mexican guys came on to her hard? You should have seen what she said about Puerto Rican guys. I, this is the thing. I don't know what she said about Maybe Puerto Ricans. Maybe nothing. Guys. Give her a chance, though. But this is this is right from her Tumblr, and they literally edited it out. Tumblr. I don't know why. I don't know why they would edit it out. Because it makes her less of a sympathetic character. But it's still, it's the truth of what Ooh, the Nobody post wants was. the truth. What is this, Netflix? It's a documentary. Netflix? Mm-hmm. All right, enough said then. Who, who runs Netflix? But then Netflix? you can't call it a documentary. Then we have to change. What kind of a documentary has that kind of a shitty, cheesy voiceover? I, th- I thought her voiceover was very uh, pleasant. It was very happy, very um, youthful. So- yeah, I'm not watching Pippi Longstockings. I'm watching a crime drama. Okay. Well, that's that's true, but I think it was like, I th- I th- how come huh? I thought having uh, a young girl, a similar age, uh, background, reading the blog, it it, it did make you feel like you were closer to this person. How come every web sleuth is poorly lit? Well, that's just because everybody's using the camera from their computers. Stop that. All right. Well, okay. So I I, I felt like mm, that's that's not. I felt that wasn't on the up and up, and that's the kind of thing that I disagreed with in this documentary. Yeah, what else did they withhold? Well, she had a second blog, actually. So she had a blog on Blogspot that she used before she got really into Tumblr. Depression sucks. I have no control over my emotions. I will be angry for two minutes and then sad again. I will be happy for half an hour, and then emotional again. And she, she, in the blog spot, uh, she explains how she has these really bad episodes. 
I had a relapse at the start of the term and had to drop two of the three courses I was taking. Now I am down to one course and I have missed three weeks of classes since my sleeping pattern is completely reversed. I'm very disappointed in myself for breaking down during the term, forcing me to withdraw from courses. I've been at university for three years and I've only managed to complete three courses. That's not good. No, she's, this is a girl who's suffering. What are there, eight courses a semester usually? Uh, probably five or six, I would say. All right, fair so, enough. So, uh... This is, a, this is a clear issue. This is a problem. And this is her writing back in 2012. So um, I feel terrible for her family. I'm sure her family did not want her to go at all. I can't imagine. I just, I, what do you do, though? I want to get away. Travel. Must travel this summer for sanity. Must find job to get monies for traveling. Must convince parents to allow me to travel on my own. I'm frickin' 21 now. Going to be okay. Planning, planning, planning. San Diego, Los Angeles, Santa Cruz, and San Francisco. The West Coast Tour. What do you do? She's 21. She's on medication. You can't really, what are you going to do? Pull a Jimmy Page and, and chain her to the radiator? No, you can't do that. Whoa, harsh out, bro. I'm just saying. So, I, you know, I feel like there's a lot of, on the internet, I felt like there was a lot of people who wanted to place blame they needed to have something, someone to blame. And the truth of the matter is, is that it was a terrible accident. I, I feel, unless you're, you have a, do you have your own feelings? Uh, I feel like a motherless child. Yeah. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. I feel. We have not uploaded that yet. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. I feel like they strung us along for three hours too long, and within one hour, they could have told us everything we needed to know, and I would have told you the truth. Yep, that was an accidental uh, drowning by a person who was not in the correct mindset. That's what I think happened. Because based on the evidence, which is that the lid was open, she had no physical marks on her body, no sexual assault, nothing that says that she was dragged up there or any kind of contusions or anything. Right. No, no, no sign of foul play other than that she drowned in there. The thing is left off. The lid was open. Case closed. If the lid's open, you gotta be no hoping. That's my slogan. You know what I thought was so very sad was by the time the gentleman, uh, the maintenance man from the hotel found her, she was quite close to that that opening. Uh, the well, water was quite high. Yeah, because something was clogging up the fucking drain. Probably her clothes or something. Probably her clothes. But she was quite high. So I, it, it's 
That's just that's not that's fucked up, man. That's just it's just terrible. She should have never gone to L.A. That's 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 wrong. what I'm saying. She should. But what is it? Her parents cannot stop her legally. She's an adult person who takes medicine, and she has. And you know, a lot of times this happens that people who have mental illness who take medicine start to feel better, and they think, "Oh, I don't need the medicine," or so it has other side effects that they don't like. Right, that's true. That's also true. But there's something happens where they think I don't need to take as much, or I need I can cut down on my medicine, and uh, it seems like that's what she was doing. She had, she had ten more doses still available to her than she should have. I think. I, uh, did you see that part? Do you know what yes, I'm talking about? I think that's exactly what happened. And the early stages of the investigation when talking to the family it wasn't divulged how serious her mental health was as time went by we learned from elisa's sister that elisa had the history of not taking her medication and several times previously that had caused her to have some type of mental breakdown. The hotel elevator footage, it's quite sad to see. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I got the impression that she was talking to someone. Did you? No. Based on the evidence that we have, Elisa looked like she had bipolar one, which means that it's the more severe version of bipolar disorder in which sometimes psychotic features can be a part of that. In that state, you have very disorganized thinking where the logic doesn't really make sense, and it's hard to separate fantasy from reality. I think that when you look at the reports of her behavior at the hotel, to then this TV taping, and even the infamous elevator video, that to me is completely consistent with somebody who's in the middle of a psychotic episode. She was bugging. Okay. Dave. Yeah. So you had problems. I show no emotion. I know. And that's a, that's a, a problem sometimes. Um, well. Yeah. What are you going to do? I was traumatized at a young age and this is how I cope with it. Okay, that's fair enough. So all you out there can go fuck yourselves. So I looked up on, uh, I told you I looked up on YouTube and there's thousands of Elisa Lamb videos. But then I also uh, looked up Elisa Lamb on Google. Because I wanted to compare her with another person who was in the news and of interest hmm. at that same time. And they mentioned this in, in the documentary. Uh, Christopher Dorner the following morning after the search, the LAPD went on tack alert because a different investigation came into play. Tactical teams spread across nine counties in Southern California. LAPD says they are at war tonight with a man who is targeting law enforcement officers. 33-year-old Christopher Dorner, said to be a cop killer, has said he will not stop the killing until he's dead. Christopher Dorner was a former Los Angeles police officer LAPD was under attack by one of their own. 
So the next morning, it was decided that the two lead investigators with myself and my partner would stay on the Lisa Lamb case while everybody else, their primary responsibility was the Dorner investigation, which was a higher priority. Dorner was an yeah. uh, ex-cop who was killing cops uh, at the same exact time this was happening. And, I uh, remember that happening. I, yeah, we were living in uh, we were living in California at the time. Yes, we were. So it was on the news. It was crazy. It was frightening because he was just he was just driving up and shooting people. Um, it was insane. Yeah, it was all over the news there. So Christopher Dorner, uh, if you do a Google search on him, again, this is a guy who killed people, cop. Uh, was on the there was a manhunt. It was in, it was insane. May or may not look like LL Cool J. May or may not. We're not going to uh, you you decide. But he has five hundred and fifty four thousand Google searches. Okay. <clears throat> Elisa Lamb. Mm-hmm. Seven million. Sixteen million. <laughs> It's a huge, huge thing. And I, I look at some of these videos on online, and it's quite clear that people are just taking advantage of something uh, so they can get hits and views. Now, our podcast is, as much as I hate to admit it, not the most popular podcast out there. So I don't feel like we're doing that. But there are people... There's a psychic podcast I watched the other day on YouTube for a half hour. She she insists she's channeling Elisa Lamb. And this was before this uh, this documentary came out. Um, she's insisted she's channeling Elisa, and Elisa is you know, she did not kill herself. It was she was she was murdered, she was psychic, she was this, she was that, she was talking to spirits, and it's just like well, as I was watching it, I was like, uh-huh, uh, all right, maybe, I don't know. And then you see the documentary, and you see the real evidence, and it's just quite clear she was she was having an episode. But all of these people online putting out these videos where they're telling you, I know what happened, or here's my theory, or it's kind of... It, it's again this weird generation. It's like almost like I don't know. It's like snake oil salesman, where you're taking advantage of other people's emotions to, I don't know, to for views, for clicks, for clout, whatever it is these kids are after. And I say kids, but a lot of them are not kids. Convenient ignorance. It's it's kind of crazy, and. I felt like this was this documentary was not only about Elisa Lam or the Cecil Hotel. I thought it was about cognitive dissonance, and and despite what 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 is presented to you as as fact as cold hard fact, you are your mind says nope. Yeah, but here's the problem. Yeah, it wasn't presented in a timely manner to the public as cold hard fact. So they had months to let this fester and go in weird directions when if they had just been told within the first three weeks, once they found the body, two days later they had said, 
She was found in the water tank with the door open, with the trap door open. That would have helped. That would have helped a lot. But instead, somehow, the footage is she was found in the water tank and the maintenance man, no, the maintenance man found her in the water tank. And then the cops go to, we've, when we got there, the lid was closed. Right. So, but it's, that's, isn't it out there that the maintenance man found her? No, it's like I said, convenient ignorance. They conveniently ignore that fact so they can go on some sort of tangent of insanity. Yeah. Convenient. It's like, just let me just ignore this because then I can support my theory. Ignorance. Well, that's why I think the, that's why I think I'm not mad at the documentary for being so long and presenting all this stuff because you get wrapped up into it. And it shows you how you can get wrapped up into it. Uh, it, you know, it 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 does that for you. Uh, well, I think it's interesting, and and it and it worked. You know, I'm like, oh shit! And this poor uh, Spanish death metal guy, uh, Morbid. This guy Morbid must have killed Elisa Lamb. He was staying at the hotel. She was a sitting duck and was easily manipulated by this perp punk. Everyone suspects him. People thought that all the connections between this morbid person I'm here in the Cecil Hotel and Elisa Lamb could not be just some random coincidence. So it became this call to action to do something about morbid. We need to find him. Who is this guy? They discover that his real name is Pablo Vergara. And they started writing to him. You killed Elisa Lamb, didn't you? Fucking murderer. Just tell the truth. To their surprise, he responded by posting a video. This is Morbid. I wanted to inform you I am innocent. That guy got canceled. Let me tell you something. He needs to sue these internet sleuths. What's he, he? He literally tried to kill himself because of these people. Yeah, he needs to be rewarded monetarily. He, there's, I'm surprised there's not a GoFundMe for him because, honestly, all of those people who sent him messages, who called the cops on him, who threatened his life, that's insanity. That's... That's insanity. That's was, beyond libel. That's exactly, that's, a, that's against the law. That's, I mean, talk about harassment and bullying. They're tearing this dude apart. The guy was at the hotel a year before she was there. Well, you know, Mexicans do come on strong. I, I guess. She said it. She, maybe they came on to her strong. It could be that Mexicans and Italians in a place that she went to that thought she was cute. She was obviously cute. Hey, she was Mexicans adorable. and Italians, take a step back. Boom. I mean, I just, it, she was a cute girl who had a problem and it ended tragically for her. And uh, I'm sorry for that. And I'm, you know, it's, it's, so I was, you know, doing my little internet research and I come across the autopsy because we had no idea why she ended up in the water tank. 
her body becomes a piece of evidence. And I, I feel bad for saying it that way, but we have a responsibility and the body will speak to you. Dude, you would have thought that she was an unknown species because this autopsy, they literally just ripped her from limb to limb. They cut her up, extracted shit, took out her larynx so they could look at I mean, they literally... They just, got the adrenochrome. They took it apart, took her apart in such a, an inhuman way. It was murder, Sam. There's it, no reason to be looking at... Listen, this is not for public viewing. The public has no need to go... Yeah, no, I didn't look, at, didn't look at photographs. I just looked at the report. I would not look at photographs. I don't want to see that. But it's just like as I was reading through this clinical bullshit about this young lady who had been, you know, vibrant and and also depressed and back and forth and she had episodes, you know, there's so, there's so much what could have been, but I, I, I mostly what I took from this documentary was how crazy people can get on the internet. And it reminds me a little bit of some of the very fringe people who are into the whole Q thing. There are people that are regular people who are into Q and find it interesting and start looking stuff up and see, okay, well, this about Jeffrey Epstein or that about Ghislaine Maxwell. And then there's like a fringe group of people who think, uh, you know, I don't want to say crazy stuff, but more out there stuff. And I feel like they get caught up like these people did. And, you know, at the end when they kind of revealed some of the people on YouTube, they, they, they don't give a mea culpa, but they said, well, now that I know, but they, they don't go out. They don't go the, they well, don't apologize. Who knows apologize. what they did that Netflix edited out? Maybe they did, but maybe Netflix wants to make them out to be creepy. That you know what? That's another good point because there's a channel I like to watch on YouTube, um, the Observe channel, mm -hmm. and it's a guy who uh, he specializes in like the lie to me stuff, like the body language and eye twitches and and the way your mouth moves. Like he just will hone in and he can pick out well that's that you're lying or you're at odds with what you're saying, stuff like that. And he did a thing about the woman who was the manager of the hotel. And it was the first time I was disappointed in him. I just feel like the Cecil Hotel has really suffered from, you know, a bad reputation. People call it the suicide hotel death. One of the reviews once was like, the Cecil Hotel is a place where dreams go to die. And I'm just like, really? Wow. So she's flashing disgust around the corners of her mouth there while mixing it with a laugh and intensifying by leaning forward. These are all centered around the hotel though. Once again, there's only an interest in the hotel, not the events therein, but this is all just centered around the hotel. Why is she so interested exclusively in the hotel rather than in the tragedies that occurred there? It's very curious to me. Boy, what's the matter with her? Nothing's wrong with her. He, th he thinks that she's... Uh, she's covering something up. Yeah, it's called the fucking shame of the hotel. Well, it could be that. 
and that she was thing, even there. But she the, was had pride in her job, and she was fucking attacked and stifled. She said that they had to have the police there over a thousand times. She said the first couple days she was there, there was a dead body. What kind of a hotel hires a woman who has no hotel experience to manage a 700-room hotel on Skid Row? I mean, it's like The Shining, right? What is that? How'd how'd she get that in her? How'd she get that gig? Jack Torrance wasn't available? You know, they're, they're just honing in on this Elisa Lamb. But she said 80 people had died while she worked at that hotel. Mm. And each one of them was uh, had their own story. So people are upset that she's not more, uh, I guess, emotional about the Elisa Lamb story. But, you know, 79 other people also passed away there that Everyone she probably feels... stuff their own way. What the fuck? She probably feels like they also deserve... Uh, to be honored and mentioned. So, you know, she's probably, I don't feel like she's hiding anything. I just feel like she looked like a woman who'd seen it all. And then, you know, in the end, I'm going to guess that Elisa Lamb's parents were approached by an opportunistic attorney who said, we should sue the hotel. Let me take care of that for you. Because it was, it's quite clear that it's not the hotel's fault. It's, you know, it's well, let me tell you a something. tragedy, but it's, it's not their fault. If the girl's crazy, the father's probably crazy too. How about them apples? The tree don't fall too far from the nut. Maybe she can't, maybe there's some, I mean, I don't think they're a very stable couple necessarily. I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt when your daughter is that fucked up. How's that for being anti-sympathetic? Well, you are pretty anti-sympathetic. Let me um, tell you something else. Okay. That fucking police officer didn't know his ass from his fucking nose. Which one? The one with a brown nose. No, but seriously, the what? guy, the cop. The cop with the fucking, with the V-neck hairdo. What was the, what, what did you have a problem uh, with? First of all, he goes... Something to the effect of someone could be shooting up, someone could have shot up and be having a bad trip. When I was on patrol out here, you could expect at least one to three calls a day at the Cecil. I remember somebody trying to uh, burn down the hallways. We would get uh, domestic violence type calls or someone just shot up drugs and having a bad trip. You don't shoot up and have a bad trip. That's not, those are, those are two things that are not related. Second of all, why is the man so obsessed with LSD? You'd think he was on the fucking set of 1968 Dragnet. There's no LSD fucking problem in, in Skid Row, you lunatic. Why do you keep thinking, well, she must have been on LSD? That was the furthest thing from anyone's fucking mind. That's the stupidest cop I ever fucking saw. Well, I don't know. I don't know what happens down there. He's obsessed with LSD. She's on. A, she shoots up, and she's on a trip. Why are you, you retard? All right, you're a little. You're you're angry about. You're obsessed with LSD in 2016. It's like, what are we in hate, Ashbury? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happens there, but maybe when. She- well, like, clearly from the toxicology reports, nothing like that happened. It was completely out of the blue and ridiculous. Well, no, but this was all before the toxicology report took months. Yeah, because her- uh, LSD is such a big problem. 
heroin, meth, coke, LSD. No. It's more they're not on the Grateful Dead fucking lot. The guy was misinformed. I mean, it's also he's being interviewed eight years after the fact, right? So any cop who says he might have shot up and had a bad trip doesn't know what he's talking about. I I said I don't know anything about shooting up, but isn't there a, a quality of heroin yeah, you know, tri- that could- shooting up doesn't make you trip? How do you know? Because it's not about tripping. Tripping is a psychedelic. Shooting up is a narcotic. I see. Does anybody mix them together? No. I see. You don't shoot up LSD. That's ridiculous. All right. The whole thing's ridiculous. It's uninformed and moronic. How's that? I, I mean, it is what it is. It is what, it is, what it, it is. It is what it is. I know what it is. It's ridiculous. That, but what is he? Dan, book him, Dano. So you, the, he was your biggest issue? Was the cop? Well, he's clueless on that, and that's what I know about. So what else is he clueless on that I don't know about? I happen to know about drug culture. What what don't I know about that else that he? It seems like everyone's clueless. And it just you only notice when you're familiar with the topic that they happen to be clueless about. It's like in the news. They report on something, and if you happen to know that a topic on the inside, you're like, that's not true. Well, but all the other topics you don't know about, you're like, yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe they, uh, you know, maybe they edited him. Edited him to say that you're tripping on fucking heroin? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I felt like wouldn't the first thing you think of... Look, you okay. reminded me of the cop on fucking... Uh, Sanford and Son, the white cop who got the hip's phrases wrong. You know that soul food smells like hammer hocks and black-eyed rice. <laughs> That's ham hocks and black-eyed peas. Oh, right. You know, he was trying to impress the black people, but he always said something square. That's what that reminded me of. Right. How out of touch can you be? I th- okay. I well, mean, did Gary Shandling write his part? Anyway, uh, so I just felt like... I felt like it was weird that the canines didn't pick her scent up on the roof. Well, them my fucking canines be fucking up. Well, was it raining out? That's the thing. Was it a rare rainy night in Georgia? I feel like it's raining all over the world. Maybe, maybe, maybe there was rain that 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 came in. Let me tell you something. Yeah. The LAPD is known for shabby work. Doesn't mean they're covering something up, but it does mean they miss a whole lot of shit all the time. Right. Well, I mean, I think they have so much to do. Yeah, whatever the reason is. I, I mean, I'm not, believe me, I'm not going to white knight for the LAPD, but I felt like that one guy was completely upset that it happened. He was upset that the dogs didn't find her. You know what was terrible? He, I think he had, I think he said he had a daughter her age or something. Or That very man used the word, it sucks, referring to the fact that they missed her in the tanks. No, that, yeah, but that, that's not the word you use as an adult male. It's tragic. Well, maybe he's yeah, trying to extre- be hip. Extremely unfortunate. Maybe he was just trying to be hip. That sucks. That sucks she was in there. That's Well, really- it sucks because it, it, it gave all of this extra time to this festering web sleuth community. Well, of course it sucks, but you don't say it sucks. You don't you- s- you know, you say that was tragic. That was a horrible, horrible thing that we missed that fact. I don't know. Not that sucks. That's okay. that's childish. What what is that? What is he? Moon unit Zappa? Maybe he was Moon Unit Zappa. That sucks, bro. Oh, sucks for her, man. Oh uh, see you later, dude. Okay, Holmes. You know, he didn't he wasn't quite saying it like that. Sucks for you, brah. Okay. Uh 
I just found a lot of these little subtleties in the documentary that made me realize what kind of a generation I'm dealing with. Oh, okay. You youngins don't understand shit. Hmm. All right, so Rotten Tomatoes. New Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, uh, sorry. The critics. No, you're not. You never are. What? I said you should Rotten Tomatoes. I know. But then you said sorry. Oh, that's what people do. That's what Bill Burr does. He says something terrible, then he goes, sorry. Yeah, and he means it as much as you just did. I'm sorry. Which is not at all. Sorry. Not sorry. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. The critics give it a 50%. Holy low cannoli. And the average audience score is 26%. I don't even... No, wait a second. I don't even give it that low of a score. I'd give it a... uh, I'd give it a 65 well, this is here's uh, Alana S. says, This was terrible. The web sleuths were idiots, basically bullying an innocent man. Why does it make the documentary terrible? The whole thing could have been one episode long. Uh-huh. They keep hinting at this horrible history of the hotel, but other one, but other one, a couple of examples. I don't know. Maybe there's a Alana S., you came on so strong and <laughs> went out so weak. It doesn't actually explain why the hotel is infamous. Um, I will spoil this for all who come here. The victim was not murdered, but died as the result of a mental illness-related accident. Thanks, spoilers, asses. That was Taylor M. Hey, Taylor M. Fucking Snape killed <clears throat> Dumbledore if you fucking f- oh. Oh. <laughs> Had the story ended with a murderer being identified and possibly apprehended, I would have given this a much higher rating. However, I'm disturbed by the irresponsible take of mental illness-related death focusing far too much on the mystery and not enough on the tragedy. Here, read my comment. It it goes, I am a person. I matter. Listen to me. Hard to watch till the end. This this could have been a one-hour show on Dateline. This could have been a one-hour date on Showline. Boom. Uh, I liked it. I liked the reenactments. I thought it was really well produced. I don't mind for episodes honestly i don't what else what else am i gonna do well let me tell you something yeah if you want to you want to read some uh non not you want to read some empathetic uh reviews go to the uh, cecil hotel and read the reviews of that place no read, re- read the reviews for stay on main almost every one of them says not bad but the water tasted funny well they are being assholes i mean just every single one i know i have i have read them People think they're being funny by saying not bad, but the water tastes funny in 2019. It's, it's just, been closed since 2017. Oh, I see. But who knows? They're probably still well, leaving the reviews. reviews. Are from, here's the review last month. Oh, I thought it was closed. Maybe they reopened. No, it's just people saying that. That's oh, what I'm saying. How can you leave a review on a closed place? Because people are dicks. People think that's funny. And as water I'm saying, funny. this poor chick's fucking family, I think it's bad enough when you lose somebody. Yeah. To anything, to any tragedy, but then to have it be blown up to this this point where they've—it's just. It's well, I would so hope that Ron Howard gave the family some money. How about that? How about Ron? You part of your budget is to give this family some money or fix her up on that goddamn restaurant. Do something. All I know is that uh, Ron. they were not in it at all. The only time we saw them was police footage. And uh, they're probably ashamed. Why would they be ashamed? Because 
they're saying that the daughter had mental illness, and that's probably shameful in their culture. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either, but who knows what's going on. I mean, I... They might be disgraced. Let me just say this. I don't think that's the case. Well, who knows? I know, because if that was the case, they would not have flown to California the day after their daughter did not check in like she was supposed to. Yeah, they are trying to... Uh, uphold the illusion that something foul play had occurred without revealing her past until pressed upon it. I don't know when the sister actually came forward to the cops and related all of this information. I mean, it could have been the cops read the Tumblr or the uh, the Blogspot uh, blog. Both I will link all of that stuff in the show notes, by the way. But they might have read that and saw that she was clearly suffering. I had a relapse. Fellow bipolars, you may be the only ones who will understand what this is like. It's a vicious cycle, isn't it? I'm just so tired. So very tired. I don't want to live like this. Sometimes you look out at the world and you see nothing worth liking. Sometimes I look at myself and see nothing worth liking. I want to kill myself. It scares me so much that I'm thinking about it. I'm waiting for this to pass. And tomorrow, it will hopefully be gone. They should have said at the end of this documentary, although her death was found to be accidental, her behavior was very irresponsible and she could have easily ended up a victim of foul play given the circumstances of what and where she was. Well, that is true. That is all true. Also, the they don't go much into the TV taping. While she was down here in Los Angeles, she went to Burbank one afternoon to attend Adian's production. Well, while she's there, she was acting erratically and strangely. And she writes this long, rambling letter and demands that that letter be given to the host of this show, which obviously raises security concerns. And so the security there escorted her off the property because they thought she might be a, a risk. What show was that, I wonder? That TV show was Conan O'Brien. Fuck that. And it's interesting that they they would not tell you the show on this documentary. So why the, wouldn't the, they? Why would they? Tr- they would drag out this poor morbid fellow, right, and make it a two episode arc. Where at the end of episode three, you think, "Oh shit, maybe this guy killed her," but they will not tell you the name of the show she went to see. They will not tell you who the host was, who she wrote this uh, letter to. See, this is the thing. This is the things I don't like. The, the, the withholding of information. That's not a true documentary spirit. You've got to let... Look, I made a documentary about Buzzy Linhart. It's on my YouTube channel. And at one point after I had made it, uh, I had gotten a call from somebody involved who said, could you take this part out? Or could you... Could you ta-? And I said, no, it's a documentary. It's not an infomercial. Meaning, you know, everything good and everything bad makes up the story here. 
So I'm not removing anything. And um, I feel like they, you know, they had all this money behind it. It looks beautiful. They just, they just omitted some things that I feel, I feel like that's, it was deceptive. It's not, they weren't cutting for time. You know, they weren't, it was no technical issue. They were just being deceptive. I know what happened. I know what's wrong. What is it? You have a movie maker Uh making a documentary. So he's trying to make the documentary like a movie. Yes. And he has an arc and a time that he wants the story to unfold and then resolve at the end in a certain way. Uh And in order to do that, you got to withhold information that should have come out right away if you're just trying to tell the the truth. But it never came out. The stuff never came out. The the Conan O'Brien. Well, that's even a whole other thing. And the the Mexican and the Italian thing. They withheld some of the most important stuff to the last scene. Yes. The maintenance man talking about the thing being open. They could have made that clear when he first said, I discovered the body. In, in in what was probably the second, at the very least, the third episode. But you know what they did Most. do is that they sh- they showed it to you. They didn't say it, but they showed it to you. They show him walking up the ladder, and they show him looking over. At no point well, what is do this, they... the sixth sense? Yes, that's what you, it, that you're hitting it on the head. It's a it's a movie. It's that's it's supposed to be scary. It's supposed to be out outrageous it's supposed to be infuriating uh you're supposed to be sympathetic and it 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 plays with your emotions so that's what i'm saying it's not a true documentary but i don't know what you would call it i would call it sensationalism it is kind of like yellow journalism right you know that is racist oh i don't mean that but that is a real term (laughs) you know that right yes but i am funny Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on. That was quick. Boom. Now, let me tell you something. All right. That's what I say when I don't have anything to say. Let me ask you something. That's what I say when I don't want to know what I'm asking you. So was there anything you else you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, let's see. Cop who doesn't know about LSD. There, look, uh, there are some things that are questionable. The videotape that the cops released is, they did blur out the timestamp. Is that protocol? They did slow, well, he said it was. All right, then. They did slow it down, so I guess you could see her better. Yeah. But it made her her actions look even more weird. Why didn't they say objects may appear slowed down in mirror? Something like that when they release it. Because it's. They, they look. They wanted. They thought she was alive. Still, they wanted just to put out the information and oh. hope you'd seen her. I mean, this is I a see. tragic story. They weren't Dave. trying to represent it as uh, actual footage. No, they just. This is what she's wearing. This is. I this is a lot. You know, they want you to be able to to yeah. picture her. What do you think that she might have seen the movie Dark Water? Uh, maybe she saw that shit as a kid, and in the back of her head, she fucking went up to that goddamn tower because she was reenacting that shit in her head. I did some research and found similarities between Elisa Lamb and the movie Dark Water. Dark Water was originally produced in Japan 10 years before Elisa's disappearance and then pretty quickly remade in 2005 for the U.S. 
It's a horror movie about a mother and daughter who move into this dilapidated apartment building, much like the Cecil Hotel. In the movie, the little girl is wearing this red jacket. That's really similar to the one that Elise was wearing in the elevator video. On top of that, there's a scene where this discolored water comes pouring out of the faucet. That's really creepy because people staying at the hotel complained that their water was black, which was how Elisa was found in the water tower tank. But the biggest coincidence is the little girl dies by falling inside of the water tower tank that's supposed to be locked. We saw Dark Water. Did we, we review Dark Water? We reviewed Dark Water a long time ago. I remember it sucking, but the one thing I do remember was the Dark Water. <laughs> okay. And a realtor. I don't think we thought it sucked. The realtor checked the uh, sink and the Dark Water came out. I don't think you thought it sucked. Are there any Japanese-American directors? Because that's who you need to make this movie. Someone who has an understanding of both cultures. I oh. mean, let's not have the director of Cheaper by the Dozen do the remake of Pink Panther. Who, who else in the room here thinks that's fucking stupid? Who's missing the goddamn points? Who should be shot for that? That's fucking stupid. Oh, but that's, that has nothing to do with the Japanese. I'm just saying, oh, no. don't ruin a great story with someone who doesn't understand the story in the first place. And that's why this movie wasn't as good as it could have been. This movie could have been fucking brilliant, but it's not. Well, I resign. Okay. Well, good for you. I am going back to my potato farm in locomotive in the town of locomotive <laughs> okay all right well uh all right well this has been an interesting i see how you have no empathy i am empathetic you are anti-empathetic i am apathetic you're an apathetic excuse for a human being yes all right uh like i said this was episode 105 uh, let me tell you something oh, okay. i am apathetic to who Ma. To her and her family. But this is the problem. They strung me along for so long that I got caught up in the story and I lose perspective. It's not, I don't really care about her anymore. Now I just care about how they presented the story. Well, but that, that's what I think is part of the thing. I think that was part of the plan where you lose your perspective like these people on the internet did. Well, I think that was what they were trying to do. And I think people are mad. Because it was successful. A lot of people die. A lot of people go missing. I can't have. I can't care for every one of them. I well, lose my mind. That's why I think the blonde lady from the hotel. People are like upset that she's not uh, showing more sympathy, but I think she's seen some shit. I want to bring her over for dinner. Okay. I find uh, she seems like she wants to pour whiskey and relax. I bet she does. So, give her a break and make a burger for her and have her over for a drink. Stop fucking with her. Yeah. That's what I say. And that that poor metal guy, that's disgusting what they did to him. He's got a case. He needs to sue these web sleuths. Fuck you, you and your irresponsible uh, sputtering online. Craziness. You can you you convict a man with no, and with no proof, and the proof is easy for you to find, but you just conveniently ignore it. You should pay for that. You're irresponsible libels bastard. That's what I think. Every one of them web sleuths, you guys owe that dude a lot of money. You fucked up, kid.
Next time you want to do that shit online, think about the consequences. They don't. And now the consequences, you owe money. But d- dude, don't you see? They're of a generation where there are no consequences. It's, That's not how it works. It, but it is. Marbred needs to attack them. This is what I'm saying. He should make the worst nightmares true. They have grown up being fed information from the news, from TV shows, that being disrespectful, being... Uh, being violent, being threatening, being a bully. The guy goes and visits her grave or wants to visit her grave. Why doesn't he visit that dude and apologize to him? He, he didn't visit her grave. He had somebody go and tape visiting the grave. Creepy. Yeah. Talk about over-invested in something that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Creepola. And even Talk about creeper. All right. So we have, uh, this is episode 105. We have 104 other episodes that you are welcome to peruse and listen to at your leisure at MacPodcast.com. We also have an online radio station, MacRadio.com, on Friday and Saturday nights at midnight. One of our past shows will play. Uh, It's always a surprise to to everyone involved. And uh, the radio station just plays music that we... We dig. It's our own music, our own personal uh, collection. And Dave does a ton of reaction videos on YouTube. People will request or suggest a song in the comment section, and we add it to our list. And sometimes it takes a while, but we do get to them. And so uh, if you're into reaction videos and you dig Dave's... uh, I don't know, anti-sympathetic way about him, then you might Anti-establishing, man. I'm all against the fucking man. You also may enjoy his reaction videos, which are also very much like that. Hey, fuck the man. Mm -hmm. All right. Links to everything in the show notes at MacPodcast.com. And uh, we will see you next time, America. Thank you very much. See ya.